I'm Matt Ingram, a musician, producer and co-owner of Urchin Studios in East London. In these podcasts, I'll be talking with creative individuals that I know and admire about music, art, the creative process and of course whatever else comes up. Joining me today is the Nashville-based musician Gil Landry. So we, by the way, we've started... Yes. Oh, have we now? Yeah. We've we started. Oh, and I think I, I just, this is very real. Yeah, I, I just want to start by saying um, oh, yeah. some of the more... Yeah. Oh, this is, <laughs> is going to be hard, isn't it? It's going to be great. Some of the more astute listeners will notice that uh, the audio quality of this podcast isn't so good because I'm currently in Oslo with Gil Landry. We're on tour with Laura. You can hear that this is the most private space we could get, which is a dressing room that doesn't quite have a wall. So we are going to be constantly interrupted and we're just going to go with it, aren't we, Gil? I, I suppose so, yes. Yes, we are. So this is the, the last day of... It's been about a month, hasn't it? It has been... It has been a little over a month. It's been great. It has been, yeah, about a month. It's been a really... It's t- it, feel, it feels like the kind of like the last day at school today, you know? It's been one of the better tours. I've been on some good ones, I think. Ones that I really enjoyed. Mm. And this one goes down with it. So, I mean, you know, you're, you're a real veteran of the road, aren't you, Gil? You've been touring for, I mean, 10, you said 10 years, would you say? I'd say 15. 15? Probably. So how does, how does this one rate? This one rates in the top percentile. Oh, yes. Yeah, man. All right. Yeah. Amazing. So, I mean, I just want to start by actually, uh, you were in a band, Old Crow Medicine Show, for took 10 years were you in the band? I was in there for 10 years, yeah. And you've, you've just gone solo. Yep. And you've got a great record. Well, that's good news. Which I've, which I've been listening to. Um, and um, yeah, I just wanted to just, you know, start by talking about like, the process of making that. Because I understand it was quite a long, quite a long process. It was right? a long period. Of, yeah, it was long. It was interrupted many times. Right. So, um, I mean, when did you decide? Because you, you must have been in, in the band when you thought, All right, I want to make a solo record. You know? Well, it was my third one, so I was already making them all oh, okay. the while. What I decided was that I wanted to make it myself rather than hire a producer and, and, right. and you know and all of that. I was right. going to try it. I bought the gear and I was like, oh, I want to make this myself at absolute, at no, as little cost as possible. Right. Just to see, just to see what I could do because I'd, I'd, been, I'd gone through the, the, the usual channels in the past and been disappointed. So I was like, well, right. might as well uh, try something else. And so it was, I, I got started um, yeah, really, just really slowly. Yeah, I mean, it, it just it took form over time. It wasn't um, it wasn't an overly conscious beginning. This is a, this is a studio podcast, so I have to ask, what 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 gear did you buy to make your to make oh, to make your record? You know, and it wasn't it was nothing super fancy. Right. It was I had a I had a um, a Pro Tools. Uh, was it a double O three? Oh right, okay. You know, yeah, a little, yeah, little, little, little bit little bit little bit bored there, and then. Yeah. Um, I had uh, I had one of those uh, Universal Audio preamps that was like the the splitters. Uh, it was, I forget what it's, I can't remember the number. Okay, that's, that's okay. It's got you know preamp and uh, compression right built into into one box. Right, right. Got a little rack of uh, um, little rack of, of like Neve console preamps. Oh really? Yeah, oh, yeah, nice. yeah. But I rarely use those. I, I mainly really? use the Universal Audio one. Okay. Like, because almost everything after doing the drums, I did the drums and guitars in uh, this guy Brad Bivens' uh, living room because he had he he was good. He was a 
in Nashville at the time, he, you know, you know Jakir King, you heard of him? No. He's a producer, he did some some good stuff. He had been working with my friend Odessa, and uh, Brad was his engineer, so that's how I ended up getting hooked up with him. We just went in and did the drums and tracked the drums and guitars live in his living room, so we'd have like the swagger of, yeah. of like two people playing together, yeah, yeah. that's pretty essential parts of the song. And then I took it home and everything else was done like pretty much like one mic. You know, I mean, I had I had, really? a, I had about three or four mics, but but just one at a time, right, right. one instrument at a time. And, then, and did you did you record? Did you engineer everything yourself? I, I engineered everything past the drums and the guitar really? myself. And had you had you done any engineering before this point? Not well. Wow, it might, I've got to say, it, it sounds great. Thanks. Like I think for your first, like you know, your first record, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 you kind yeah, of yeah. like got got dirty on yeah. with the engineering. It's that. It sounds amazing. It's partly why it took so long as well because the because of the learning curve. Some things needed to be redone. Some, you know, okay. Like, like I was a, there was a, I mean, I've been making records. I mean, if you want to call them records, since the late nineties. Right. You know. So and I've been paying attention, and especially when we go into a studio. And with Old Crow, we did like the the series of of. Uh, you know, higher profile productions, you know, I'd always be at the console asking questions and you know, trying to figure it out. I, I'm the same. Yeah, oh, I'm I, I want to know from beginning to end. I want to yeah, know the yeah, whole yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I guess as well, so much, when, when you're making a record, you know, one of the most important things, the crucial thing is, you know, you know, the things that you know already, that like getting the right musicians, right. getting a good mood happening, you, you know what I mean? Being, yeah, yeah. being sensitive to people's performance anxieties yep. you know all of all of that stuff but but yeah um which you you must be very au fait with now Gil yeah it was it was uh, the people that came in were so good I didn't have to really direct them much at all I was going to say who, who played on who played on the records well um let's see so my uh, so Odessa Jorgensen played uh, she got started with me uh, she was like the first musician, um, and then this guy Jamie Dick played drums. But then she came in and did a lot of the harmonies and a lot of the fiddle. I was going to say the playing. fiddle playing is beautiful. Yeah. Does uh, she play fiddle throughout it? She played no. Uh, she plays the fiddle on a number of tunes. Okay. And then Ross Holmes. I know Ross. Oh, yes. Okay. So Ross Holmes yes. did. He did more of the string sectiony stuff, like uh, um, on certain. Like he was really good. I mean, he would come in. He would do one pass. And then you'd be like, "All right, give me this. Give me a second track, you know." Right. And, and so he would stack without without a, a duplicate, you know. Like and he, and he just nailed it every time. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was that good. And then Odessa was more the wispy, like on the song like "Waiting for Your Love." That's more her style. She's like right. the, the ethereal um, vibe. And then Nick Atwell played horns. Oh, really? You know? Okay. Yeah. So and loved loved his take. And, and a lot of and this guy Robert Ellis, who's a fantastic guitar player. Um, did a lot, of, a lot of the fancier flat picking, but it's um, it's a lot about uh, for me it was allowing the musicians to have their own process. Right. Okay. You know, like I didn't. I mean, I directed. I said I'd give. I'd give an abstract. I, sometimes I had a very specific idea, but sometimes it was just an abstract idea. Make it purple. Some yeah. <laughs> sometimes I didn't have an idea at all. I'd be like, "Do you hear anything on this song?" You know what I mean? And they'd be like, "Well, it could go like this," and I'd just follow it. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've always found that that's like a, a much, that's as much of collaboration as you can do when you're just making your own thing. You know, and and one piece at a time. Yeah, and you, I mean, I I think to do that, you really have to trust 
bring the right players in and really yes. and really trust get the right cast yeah. and really trust their instincts. Well, when you get the wrong player, you know it, and then yeah. you just don't use that work. But yeah, absolutely. What's great is what I found that was great about making it at home, and I mean, I made it in a really crappy apartment. You know, it was really you know that was the whole experience. Is this in uh, Nashville? In Nashville. Yeah. All right. Okay. I mean, the room had no. I mean, there was nothing special about anything. You know, which was I really enjoyed. And um, and so. But the great thing about that is you have, you're not, it doesn't cost me anything but my own time, as, right. as you, know, you yes. know. So if you're in the studio, well, I'm not paying, you know, anything. And so it allows, for, I feel, for more time for expression and experimentation. It, it's funny, because we've, so we, we've been on this tour together for a month. Yeah. And we've never. This is the first time we've actually spoken about the. Pro- I kind of wanted to save it nice. for, for this because yeah, yeah, yeah. I because I've had I've had questions I wanted to ask you, but I'm just kind of okay. I'll ask it. You know when we do when we do this, just so it's kind of fresh. Um, and it, it it doesn't sound like that. Your record doesn't sound like a homemade that job. Was you, yeah. yeah, it's great. You, yeah. you know, um, but I understand you got mixed. That was where I spent all the money elsewhere. And right. Yeah. Okay. So we had Brad Evans who did the um, did the drums and guitar. Yeah. To, uh, in the beginning, he uh, I took it to him because he was uh, he was also a, a guide on a lot of things. Like as in my learning curve, mm. like I was free. You know, he's like call me anytime. So if I ran into like a a stumble on how to do something, he could he'd guide me through it over the phone or whatnot. And um, what did you get stuck on? Just tone, really. You know, the, okay. the, the greatest battle was just getting the tone that I wanted on certain things, and then like what mic to use. Okay. You know, they're just kind of trying to I'm just learning that palette of, and you know, there's not. I mean, guys have their go-to. Since I'm not like the consummate, you know, I'm not like the engineer guy. Like, yeah. I, you know, engineer guys have. Oh, this is what you use with this, and and so you you do get that specific sound every time. Yeah. But what was fun was like doing it wrong it was, it was really fun because you would get a sound it might not be the sound that you were looking for but it's not a bad sound absolutely you know and, and, and you can uh, and I like manipulating the sound I got no hang ups about like post production manipulation okay in getting because it's a recording and I want to get I want it I want when, when it comes off the speakers I want it to put out what I yeah I, this is our first interruption oh, okay. um, but yeah, yeah I mean so I, I feel some of the best sounds I've got in the studio and as a as a as a as an instrumentalist is by doing something wrong. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like well, oh, this is the happy surprises. Yeah, I remember I got this really cool I had three guys in the in the this wasn't an urchin actually, this was a different studio. I had three guys kind of Nashville style BBs around one mic. Yeah. Got a killer got a killer sound on it. It's just like, oh this is sounding amazing. And uh they, I was actually had a different mic up that was like in, in the far end of the room. It wasn't the mic yeah. that, that they were in front of. It was one like. Oh, you were accidentally channeling from. The I was channeling from from a mic like the other end of the room, but it just sounded really cool. Nice. It just had this kind of ethereal that was right for that that part in the song. Yeah. And um, yeah, happy nice. mistakes, man. I, yeah. I, I I make a lot of them. And I'll remember that and probably use it in the future. <laughs> well, I think and maybe you pick up all the little. You pick it up. It's nice. It's nice all the things you pick up. Yeah. So what 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 mics did you have? Well, nothing great. A lot of Shure mics. Okay. Uh, SM7 was the. They're vocal. amazing. That was for vocal and I think really? trumpet and uh, and then I had an SM81 
or is it or is it a is it, is it SM eighty one? You know the little pencil. I don't know that. I'm like so not a gear geek. That's okay. Like that's that. okay. But, you know, like the the Shure eighty uh, ones. I think they're called SM eighty ones. Anyway, there's a little pencil mic. They worked great on fiddle and uh, and I used them on these guitars that I have these old vintage guitars like um, placed in the in the right spot because you can cut. I think I think like SM7s are are like they're one of those mics they they kind of sound good on everything. Yeah. You know, great for vocals, just great for Anyway, this isn't a pitch for sure. <laughs> but well done on the SM7 guys. No, yeah, very good. That's really cool. So so yes, yeah, so we're talking about the mix process. You got it mixed elsewhere by your friend. Yeah, by Brad, yes. And wh where where did he mix it? He mixed it in his house. Really? Yeah. In the box? In the Box. Yeah, he's got, you know, he's a, he's got a lot of, a lot of gear. He, he is, right. it is what he does. Okay. But he's, but he does it, uh, you know, in, in a modern way out of his house, you know. It's and, he's a drummer as well. Brad is not a I drummer. Know, he's, he's a keys player okay. more than anything. Yeah. But he, um, he knew the project, you know, and so he knew, and and I liked, uh, I liked, you know, the previous work that I'd heard that he worked on. I really. I really dug, and if right. I and if I asked him for something, he 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 delivered. It was it was like it was there. So anyway, we took our and he was very he was very um, kind in in the time that he took, you know, because I was being very uh, kind of overly picky. Were you, Gil? Were you being that guy in the control room saying just the bass drum just needs to sound more like sort of summer rain? The moment it sounds like autumn rain, and it just needs to be more summery. No, I, mean, I would use I would use I wouldn't use uh, like poetic uh, adjectives. I, I would be more. This sounds shit. <laughs> Sometimes you I made this say, sound shit. <laughs> he'd be able to tell you better. Than I don't think I was just uh, I knew what I I knew what I wanted. It was more like just a levels thing, you know, because everybody has their different. You know, you might like the drums a little louder, but I might not. And things sure, in the sure. past for me, what I learned is is there everything that I ever thought that I wanted, <clears> and I didn't speak up. I'm to this day disappointed that I didn't say something. Like if I, if I thought the drums were too loud on the track I recorded ten years ago, and I and I wanted to say something, but I didn't. That didn't change. I still hate that track because of really. So you loud. still because yeah. you still feel. I I feel like I might react very strongly to a mix. Yeah. Um, particularly when I've been through the tracking process where I might have produced it or whatever. Yes. And then I just I like damn it the, this. Whatever it is, whatever the basis to that, whatever it is, yeah. when I hear the first mix. But then I listen to it a year later, and a lot of the time, or not all the time, but yeah. I say most of the time, those, those, my initial emotional reaction on hearing the mix falls away over time. But for you, no, you say no, you, you, you're, you're, you hang on to that, do you? Well, I give it, I give it more than one chance. Like, I, if I listen to it immediately and I don't like it, I'll give it a day or listen to it again before I'll just say no redo it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like make sure because I because I, I trust the guys. Yeah, yeah. Brad in particular, like I trust that he's, you know, he's giving it his best and he's mm. he's a good craftsman. But so, but um, but if it if it if it sticks out at me and it just rubs me the wrong way, I mean, I think you just know. You know, like if oh, I yeah. listen to a track, I dig it or or I don't dig yeah, it, yeah, and yeah. and first impressions are sort of they say a lot. Yeah, those things say, and and and. and Contrary to what I've just said, I've also, you know, worked on things that I, I hate to this day. So I'm yeah, like, well, yeah, it's yeah, the worst feeling. They got that wrong. Yeah. 
and and I might have not been high enough in the chain, if you like, to go. No, this needs to be rejigged. Oh yeah. Do you know yeah, what I mean? But I, I, totally I, but, but for you and your record, I mean, obviously you have to be you have to listen to it and know that this is the best representation of this material. You know. Yeah, you hope that that's what happens. I feel like I got closest on this one. I think it's that, dude. I think it sounds great. I haven't listened to your other two records, which, which I'm, okay, I'm going to do. I'm not, you know, do. Some people like them. I, I don't anymore. And I, I you know, I, I probably did coming out of them. But right. when I listen to them now, I like the songs. I like a lot of the songs. But I don't like the production very much. Who, who produced them? Can, can you say this? Is uh, this should we, should we, uh, I think I can. Yeah. Do I can. <laughs> Oh, right. <laughs> I sort of slide them off. Well, no, I mean, you <laughs> no, no. no, no, no. Well, it wasn't, I like, the last one I did with, uh, you know, the Fleece Brothers? No. You heard of them? Anyway, they're a band out of New York. And so they were my band on the, or they, like, they said, hey, if you want to come to New York and make a record, we got a studio, we'll be your band. No. And I was like, oh, this, they were like, I was so digging them at the time. I listened, I burned out their first record. And right. so I was, like, I was like, yeah, that sounds amazing. So I wrote a whole batch of songs. I went up to New York and uh, their producer searched it. I think they did It's a Dirty Record, and I, and I like that about it. I like yeah. a lot about it. Uh, that, one I, that one I don't so much have um, reservations. It's the very first one that I feel like I went the wrong way, and that was with uh, my friend Nick, and I don't think that he necessarily did a bad job. We just have different ideas about what's, you know, what we dig. You know, like he, he would, I don't know if he would say it's a good record. I think he himself would be like, because he had never been hired as a producer, right. but he knew, I made it in Portland, Oregon in like 2006 or seven, six. Okay. And um, he knew the studios and he knew all the local musicians. I was right. pretty fresh in town. I had just taken out from the band to, anyway, long story as to how I got there. Okay. But I was there, I didn't really know anybody. I'd gotten a deal on a bluff. And then, and some demos. <laughs> right, right. And then, and then uh, I was like, okay, let's make a record. And, you know, and they gave me they gave me more money than you know I, I may see for years if I do. See it. <laughs> and and I, I think I tried to spend it as wisely as possible. And I thought at that time I thought you needed to spend a lot of money to make a record. Like it was in my mind that like, oh, I got to try and get the best room that I can. Yeah. And I do believe that you should pay your musicians well. I think that that's, I believe that I think too, that's paramount. Yes, no, I do. I, 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 I mean, agree. As well as you possibly can, it's, yeah. that comes back. You know, the studio thing. I think you know. I think studios. Eh, if you get a good musician on good musicians doing good takes on half-ass gear, it's better than like a really oh. nice studio that where everybody's uptight and you're worried about money. And totally, there's all this hanging. Of course, of course. But you know, because there's so many. Sucky records that have been made in great studios. Yeah, oh, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and like so many great records that have been made. I mean, I I'm always amazed when when I hear some some bands I work with. Yeah, like their demos are amazing. You know what I mean? You hear I their like demos, the, and I you're like, like demos on that record. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's frightening because you're like, well, okay. And whenever that happens, is you're like, okay. If I'm producing it all, I'm, I'm like always say to the band you've got to think of this next thing as just a different thing because we're not going to be able to recreate that Right. because you were all in your bedrooms it was, you know, you did yeah. it at four in the morning, you were all high and, you know what yeah, I mean, you awesome. can't yeah, and it's, and it's amazing, and it's fucking amazing just yeah. put that out, just put that's that out that's what I always say, I'm like, I'm like you made a record now yeah. you're like remaking a record, it's like if I tell you a story that just something that just happened to me and I'm really excited about it, and then like two days later I'm, or actually let's say more like a year later I'm telling somebody the same story it's a bit watered down. 
Yeah, I'm, yeah, but but saying that, contrary to to what everything we just said, I I think that like I'm just saying I don't do demos. You don't. Just do it. Just do it. Just yeah, do it. because retelling. Yeah. Then you get you have reference points that, and you're like, oh, well, you know, I just feel like I feel like it can get really uh, like a rabbit rabbit holey trying to trying to chase down something that you nailed half ass in a demo, like not going like just do it right, just get it. That's yeah. What I, yeah. But absolutely, okay, whatever works. That, that's what works for me. Absolutely. Yeah. So, would you say from 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 the moment? Hello, hello, Nick. Hey, Nick. Nick, you're on a podcast. Say something. Oh, hello. This is the interruption number two from Nick Peeney, the bass player. Welcome to Norway. Thank you. <laughs> where, where, where are you up to, Nick? Breakfast, I think we'll just. Uh, I wonder. Right, have a nice time. Bye. 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 That was Nick Peeney, gentleman of the road. Yes. Um, that's someone. You listen to somebody, someone having a shower in the background. Yes, it is. it's all happening. Yes. I quite like this urchin studios podcast on tour. This is a this good. Is, this is a cool vibe. Yes, it is. Um, but anyway, um, we we're saying. So what I was my, I was going to ask. So the, the new record, the overall process from the moment you bought the gear to the to the moment you you got it mastered. How long was that? Right. Oh, it was long. Um, it was two and a half years or something. Oh wow! But I, you know, I made an old pro record in that time. I did countless tours. I also toured the previous record that I had made in off time, and then just enjoyed my life between. It was a long. It was a long. It was a long. Uh, I got to say, it doesn't. It, as well, that this new record of yours, Gil, it doesn't sound like that. No. That's, Do you know what I mean? It, yeah. it doesn't sound because if you told me if. If we were having this conversation and you were telling me about this record and yeah. I hadn't heard it, yeah. in my head I'd be like, oh, it's probably going to be really tired. And because, you know what I mean, C- right. coming, picking at stuff can be really hard, but it, right. it sounds wonderful okay. and, like, and very you know, vibrant. I would say all in all the recording of it took maybe, if I, was just, if I, if I crammed it all down yeah. to the actual work, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it was maybe, maybe two weeks. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, maybe, you know, okay. like if, if, if that long. You know? right. It was just like really finding the time I was busy. I didn't really have a vision to like go out on my own at the time. I wasn't like you know. I was just like just chugging along, right. you know. Enjoy. And there was plenty of work to be done. The old girl was my mainstay. Gig. I also only had half the songs to start when I started, so I wrote the other half of the songs about a year after I recorded the first batch. Okay. Well, so it's like almost like a kind of diary. <laughs> Um, sort of, you know, stuff. I guess it can happen. Well, it's definitely true because there's thing. There's definitely songs in there that are vaguely about people I hadn't even met yet when I got started. So you wrote songs about people you hadn't even met. Well, I didn't know that yet. I mean, I, I, after I met them, I wrote it. Oh, oh, like, okay. Sorry, I thought you met them. I thought you wrote them. You, you wrote the songs before you met them. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, was I had a dream <laughs> that I met. <laughs> that I meet. I was working off of visions <laughs> that, I was, that I was making. <laughs> um, no, but it was, uh, yeah, that was, yeah, I, it, was, uh, it was an unconventional process. I'm glad that it worked out so well. And, it, and, it, and it, indeed it did. You mentioned earlier uh, Ross, the fiddle player. Yeah. What's his surname? Holmes. Holmes. Ross Holmes. It, um, when I first met you, yeah. I met him. Oh, that's right. And his friend... Uh, Matt, oh, come on, thank yes, Matt. Who I got so I was like doing a tour with Laura, and we were in the uh, uh, Highlands of Scotland. Yes. 
And I thought, what were you doing there? <laughs> I was doing a Highlands tour. You were doing a Highlands tour as well? Yeah, so that's, beautiful. that's, 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 me, a, that's yeah. an example, though. I, I did that tour during the time oh, that really? I was like, I think I was still, yeah, I must have already been making this record. Right. But then I went, you know, I got asked, hey, you should do this Highlands tour for like three weeks, you know. So I was doing a lot of that, you know, a lot of just okay. jumping around and then just random adventures that, you know, whatever yeah, yeah. it is that would take me away for a month and whatnot. Okay, um, but those two guys are, yeah, just two of the most frightening musicians. It's ridiculous. It's like, fucking hell. Yeah, I, um, I saw them, I first saw them play, well, it was the three of you. I think I met you in a pub, and, yeah. it, and the three of you were in the corner of this pub, yeah. just shredding, yeah. and it was just like, oh my God, just, it was beautiful. Yeah. Great musicians, man. Those guys are insane, yeah. And I don't know, I have this, I've never been to Nashville, but I, I always, is it true that like, when you go to Nashville, like, everyone's like that? Just every, everyone is just Not like really that. good. No, but there are, there are a ton of really good, there's a ton of really good players, and it depends on what you call good, you know? Okay. There's technical brilliance, but it, sure. you know, maybe not, not so much feeling, those types of things. There's definitely a lot of hot pickers. What's a hot picker? What's a hot picker? Yes. Just somebody who can like slay the shit out of a Telecaster. In, Quick, in quickly. You mean like just just not, fast? Well, fast, but also like you could you could just you could just throw them in a band and they they'll you know and they'll just kill it. Right. Okay. They're like they're they're, they're like total professionals, like like the studio guys that are uh, some of the guys. Um, and it's it varies. Some are. Uh, I haven't met all of them, obviously. You know, I don't know everybody. But the people that I know that I have met. Um, like this guy, I forgot, uh, Skylar Wilson, he produces records in town. He's born there, born in Nashville, right. grew up, he's done some Justin Towns Earl records, he did like Kate and Rose records, his friends, basically, people he grew up around, you know. Right. But I had him in to do the organ bits on this record, mm -hmm. and everything was one pass. Right. Like everything, you know, and I'm like, oh, I'm like, well, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, he didn't even ask me if I wanted him to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, is that really arrogant or really cool? No, I, it's, I pretty, it's pretty cool. He was, like, he was like, he did one, and he's like, I think there's a bad bass note on back, and he named the section of the song that he thought there was a bad note, and it was like the subtlest thing. <laughs> and it was, it was on his first listen through while he was playing it. Yeah. And he was like, you know, it, it'll work though. You don't, you don't have to change it. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's that's cool, isn't it? He's good. Yeah, I mean, he, he's good at his. One thing is, is as a as a profession, um, the guys that are the guys that are good. Yeah, I mean, it's impressive. You know, so how, how long have you been in Nashville now, Gil? Seven years. Because you 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 lived you've lived all over America. Haven't I first you? started going in two thousand and four. That I've been, uh, but I moved there in in the winter of '08, I think. Okay. And then I left for a year, and then came. But anyway, yeah, kind of. But I mean, again, just keep my stuff there. Honestly, like I'm not there now. But yeah, because you, 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 like you said, um, you, 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 do you always say yes to to an adventure, Gil? You always, you know, you, you, like, are, are you on the road like most of the time? I've been on the road most of the time, probably. Yeah. yeah over like the last say ten years. I probably. Probably traveled more than I've not. Right. <laughs> really? I mean, I think so. Yeah. Right. Because I would never. I just couldn't. <clears throat> but it doesn't mean that I didn't sit still somewhere else. You know, like I might go to London for two weeks and then go, uh, 
then go to Oregon for like a week and you know or you know it might so it's not it's not like it's always in motion like a tour is like you know like this like we're moving quite quickly in fact if we weren't on tour I would have stayed in Stockholm for a few more days because I thought it was beautiful you know yeah. I'd have been in Paris a little bit longer if I you know when and, and that was I mean I was you know I, I pretty much spent all the money that that I made with Old Crow as I made it <laughs> we, we did we did well but that's that's where it all went was just in enjoying life and experiencing places and right. things so it was um uh I think it was well spent. I think so. Yeah, I feel good about it. You're gonna. I, I look forward to your memoirs, Gil. I think they'll be they'll be really good. Yeah, if I ever sit down long enough. If you ever sit. So, so you you mostly tour um, America and Europe, or did, did Australia you ever, a couple times? New Zealand, love it over there. Yeah, it's nice. Really nice. Yes. I would love to tour. I mean, I would love for a tour to take me to Asia, South America. You, Africa. Have you ever been to? Uh, I mean, Africa's. I mean, no one. There doesn't really seem to be. No, there's no. There's a kind no, of touring infrastructure. No, that's the thing. Yes, it's, I, I know. Occasionally, there's a. Some people go to South Africa. You can do that. For but sure. I know it's it's quite expensive because you can't work it into another another yeah another tour. Um, and I think there's a there's a festival in Malawi, isn't there? I believe. I also think my songs are pretty American in a way. Like not not American specific, but I mean like. Like in their lyricalness, like if you don't, I think two things, and right. I could be dead wrong. Go on, go on. I think they're slow burners. Okay. Like I don't write hits that just grab you off the bat. It, okay. It just rarely, rarely just you know, but but the people that dig my stuff, it seems to creep in. You know, like honestly, it's just it's you know, and maybe it's just because it's only pleasant. <laughs> but anyway, secondly, I think. Uh, that you need to because of the lyrical nature of it. That's what I spend probably the most time doing is the writing. Um, it uh, if you don't speak English, I don't know how. Yeah. Much it you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I could go, you know. I mean, it'd be, and that's what I mean by like it'd be, you know, it might be pleasant to listen to in Mexico City, but if you don't speak English, you know. No, that's 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 very interesting. In the same way that like so, like a like a Tejano band is novelty to me, and I'm interested in watching it for a minute, but I'm not necessarily going to buy the record, and I'm not going to follow them. Around absolutely here. no, because your 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 stuff is very is very lyrical in nature, and I gotta say, Gil, your your lyrics are great. Bad, bad love is. We've been playing just to say, listeners, um, we've been playing with Gil uh, on most nights. We've been doing a couple of tunes with you, yeah, and it's been great. But, but mate, yeah, bad bad love is uh, it's beautiful. Really, Thanks. really, it's a really good, it's a really great song. Thanks, man. You're welcome. Yeah. Uh, me too. And so, on this tour we've just done, um, if you had if you had any you know favourite countries, that, places that you like to go. I know you pa- I know you have a particular affinity with Paris, right? I do. Yeah, I've always liked Paris. Been a lot. I really like. I mean, I like Scotland, England, and all of that as well. I love Ireland. I, I've spent a lot of time in Ireland, but I haven't not lately. But I think the new. I mean, I've never been to Scandinavia. Oh, this is your first time here. Yeah, this is my first time. Oh. So this has been. Uh, definitely my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, on this on this trip because it's new. Because it's, yeah. Uh, it's. Uh, and and it was nice to be had a day off in 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 Stockholm yesterday. Yeah, it, it was, was good, wasn't it? Good. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I really like Amsterdam. I really like Holland. But yeah, France. I don't know what it is about France. It has. Uh, Do you feel a certain? I know you're of French origin. 
Well, that's it. Guilty. Partly, you know, I grew up with the, my grandparents speaking French around, you know, because okay. that was their first language. And, and that didn't rub off. That didn't, that didn't rub off on you then. Let's say your French isn't isn't oh, isn't. No. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. And it's it's a you know the Cajun French is like a whole other. Okay. It's just a completely different thing. But I think that there was definitely a lot of romanticizing that I did when I was younger about, and you do family trees and it'd take you back to the Brittany coast or something, you know? Right, okay, like, okay. Like that was why I went to Saint-Malo once and spent two weeks there only because my grandmother had shown me that she had traced, uh, their, like one point of origin was out of that town. You know? oh, really? And I got there and it was it was cold and rainy and <laughs> it, was, it wasn't tourist season so right, nobody okay. liked okay. me. <laughs> but I still thought it was wonderful. You know, like they made, I, I, you know, I could paint, you know, painted it to be uh, beautiful and romantic, even though I was there alone and and it was kind of miserable. <laughs> <laughs> so, wh wh where else would 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 you? It's on your kind of bucket list of countries you'd, you'd like to go that you haven't been to. Bucket list of countries. Yeah, I'd really like to go to Tasmania. I've been to Taz Tazzy, yeah. as they call it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and. I was there for about 24 hours, yeah. so I can't really. It was, but it was great. Yeah, it was really, it was really, it was really cool. Do you find? I find, you know, and I, I've talked about this on the podcast before, and I don't know if you find this, but I think as, as touring musicians, <clears throat> we're, we're pretty well travelled, you know. But I only ever see city centres really, and I've been to Tasmania, but I was there for such a short. You know, I, I, I could kind of tick it off and say, well, I've done, I've been there, I've done that. But, you know, I did a show, had some fish and chips, right. <laughs> had a few beers, and then got on a plane and left. So it's like, I, haven't, I, don't, I, feel, I don't feel like I've kind of got, you know, immersed myself into it. Well, and we're a bit different in that, like, sort of, like, like on this tour, like when right. I get up at like the same time as you, like eight in the morning, right. I start walking. Yes, and I walk as much of the town as possible, and I've also researched everything that I, all the points that I might want to hit, and I've even lined them out. Into, you know, that, that, that's that's a new that's a new evolution in it because I know the time that I have. I'm more aware of what time I have and what I want to get out of it. Sure. But also in the past, I used to when like especially with the old crow tours when we would go, I used to allocate that the money that I made in the country I would spend in the country. <laughs> like just to, so when really? we yeah so when we went to the first time we went to say Australia and New Zealand. I took, um, I rented a car after yeah. I left and I stayed for a month and I drove like both uh, the entirety of like New Zealand, you know, went up did, I circled both, uh, I guess wow. I called them islands, but you know, and I stayed everywhere I wanted to do. And then when I, I, I was supposed to go to Tasmania when I ended up in Melbourne for a month. Um, and then like the last, we did this tour with, uh, with the Mumford guys in Europe <coughs> in 2010 <coughs> and I, uh, and like at the end of that tour, I rented a car, and I drove like four thousand miles around mainland Europe, just because I had. And I spent. I mean, I spent. I spent more than I made. You know? <laughs> but it was like uh, it was all. Um, the thing is, is in the end of all of it, I, I've had there was such good times, and so like so much like so much uh, exhilarating, you know, yeah. like and, and fresh stimuli and all that. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know what exactly I took from all of it, you know. Lovely memories, you know, and you know, and it, I guess it informs your your character, Gil. It's what makes you so. I don't know how that it's so does, wise and interesting. Perhaps, perhaps, if, if if that is true, that is true. I um, 
I don't know what I, anyway, I don't regret having done any of it, but I don't, uh, and, I, and I feel like, I feel like the lay, just see, sort of seeing the lay of the land of the world, you know, all, all the different um, ways of living that are going on simultaneously yeah. at all times. But how can that not be anything but, but very positive? No, it feels very positive. Yeah, 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 yeah you know, you know, I'm, I, yeah, I, I've... I guess, it, like you said, it's the inform, it informs, or so, so to say that I don't know how I'm, how it's affected me exactly. I mean, I know, I almost did the, I mean, I did them very consciously, but right. also with no, uh, no direct, no uh, goal but good times. There was no, you know, yeah. there was, at the end of it, there might be, a, it might be a couple of songs would be nice. Uh, well, I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure, sure that I'm sure, I'm sure that's linked yeah, yeah, into yeah, your, to yeah. your, to your work. Yeah. Gil. Do you, there's some stories you can tell while over coffee. And yes, absolutely. Pints. <laughs> do, you, do you always write on the road? No. In fact, that's what's really inspiring about Laura is watching her write because I don't know many people that do. I have, I have a hard time with it. No, I don't. I don't know. It's I, yeah. And most people, most people I don't work with tend to. I work with rather tend to get back from tour and and, bin, and kind of binge write. You know. Yeah. It I'm just a gets. Writer. Yeah. Get still. Get still. And. Yeah. Uh, I'm, a, I'm actually a very lazy writer. Me and my friend Felix talk about this all the time because, really, like I mean, I, I I I would I would refrain from even calling myself a writer, although I do write, because I, I'm so lazy about it. Like like really, you know, when you when you look, when I would uh, I was reading a uh, this, well this thing by Henry Miller. You know, mm -hmm. talking about getting up every day, you know, mm -hmm. writing fifty pages every. Oh my God, I've never written that. God, I've written fifty pages once in my life, <laughs> let alone you know, like fifty pages might come out of a year sometimes, you know. So it's uh, I, I feel like I want to change that, but I'm definitely aware that like, for instance, the the songs like I'm not I'm not prolific. I, I want to have something to say, right? And then I then I go to say. So it. You, I don't try and find things to say. You have to be inspired. You to, to it helps. It, it, it's sort of I mean, I, I, there, there are writers um, like that are kind of like for, for, I think Bjorn and Benny for, from ABBA did did nine to five. Yeah, like they, 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 they get up and they just they write songs and then and you know what I mean and yeah, and, and, yeah, yeah. and then and <clears throat> and um, I know a lot of writers of novels have that approach. They get up and they write from I think you have to for five hours a day and, yeah. and or or set a word limit. Okay, I've got to do a thousand words today. I think that's a good call. Yeah, if you I, can have the right right headspace about it and not get like hung up so that you get writer's block from putting too much pressure on yourself, you know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, maybe, maybe it's maybe it's different for music. Yeah, I mean, do you, do you find that when? Well, you gotta sing it. Exactly. You're you right. Have, I mean, you write a book. You, you maybe you'll do readings. You know, even 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 you know, I guess poetry you would do readings, but um, you have a writing. You you know, especially if you're making an album and you're pursuing music as a career, you're going to be singing them every night. And I would like to give a shit about what I'm singing. You know, you know, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I like know. with like with old girl, I had to, you know, I would, I would, they have a very specific style, so I'd have to change my style to write for them, um, and then uh, oh, I just, I just really didn't like that. Yeah, I, really didn't like I that. always feel sorry, and for, for artists uh, who, and I know it happens that they. They write a song and uh, they're not really feeling it, and it's, it's not really. But like the management, going, no, this is really good. Going, oh, no, this, yeah. is, this is really good. No, this is this is the one, and then that becomes the hit, and or whatever that becomes yeah. a song that defines them. And suddenly yeah. they're in a position where they're 
they're, they are supporting and being supported by something that just they feel like... That is the biggest blessing curse that there is I know. in this industry. Yeah. And it happens a lot. It happens, it happens all, all the time. Because, because the thing is, you've been writing, like, I mean, I've been writing songs, quote unquote, I mean, since I was like 15. Most of them are shit. But they're all, they're all a different, you know, there's no specific, this was, I, I knew that this song was the song, my song. You know, I mean, they're all, I like all of them. You know, I don't want to play all of them all the time. Right. But like even even on this record, so the <laughs> label picked a song. They were like, "This is this is the single." I was like, "Really? I didn't think that at all." And then they put, it, you know, to be honest, I don't really want to play it. It's not that I don't like the song. It's just like I don't. That's not how I, you know, that's not how I define myself. Yeah. And 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 you know, it, with my uh, good fortune of no one giving a great shit about what I'm doing, I don't think I run the risk of. <laughs> I'm being pigeonholed. <laughs> but yeah, I, you know, I guess you're, you're in a fantastic position that, that you, you know, you, 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 you now write and release the songs that you want to, oh, that you want to sing, and you're and you're yeah. out here singing them to people. It's a pleasure. And and, and the, the reaction's been 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 fantastic. I think it's been good. Yeah. Been great. Yeah. Not a bottle has been thrown at you. Not yet. Not even in Glasgow. Sorry, Glasgow. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Glasgow gig was great, wasn't it? Classical gig was really good. As it, as it, seems as like it, seems as like it usually is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Seems like ages ago. You love that town. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Yeah. It's, 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 a, it's a cool, mean-looking town. So what's next? So what's next for you now, Gil? So you're gonna you're going to the, you're going to a wedding when we when we we get back tomorrow, don't we? I fly. Oh my God, that's tomorrow. That's yeah. tomorrow, mate. This is the last. This is the last day of school. That's good. This is it. I feel quite sad. Me too. Because it's been really fun. It's been really well. It's 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 built and it's been so fun that it's stepped outside of like just drudgery of any kind of reality of just working. <laughs> like it doesn't feel like that at all. It feels like it feels like it feels like a traveling uh, celebration. So you know, daily. You know, we do. Have, everybody's pretty positive. Nobody's nobody's no, grading. You no, know, no one. And um, and so yeah, I mean, it's sort of uh, to some degree uh, some other variation of reality starting tomorrow. So you're going to a wedding, and then you're then you're back then you're back on tour, aren't you? Back on tour, picking up a whole new band that I haven't played with to go do shows. In who are they? Who are they? Who are they? These this, guy, this band. Well, actually, I played with Odessa. She's going to do the first leg, but I don't. She's she's the girl that played on the yeah, record. She's the girl what, that the band, okay, yeah, fantastic. she'll be doing like the first half of June, and then there's a drummer. <clears throat> Who I haven't even met yet, um, but supposedly he's, he comes. He comes, comes recommended. Recommended, yes. Ha, yeah. Because uh, I, I just got to interject here and say that the girl that you play with, the girl Dorota, yes. who's the girl that you you play with uh, on this tour, who's been playing violin. Um, you, you you hadn't met before. We hadn't met before. And, and it, we couldn't believe it because you have a lo- just a wonderful synergy on stage. Yeah, it's good. It's really it's really good and really fun. So. Um, does that make you nervous to say, God, I've got to tour with someone? Looking back on it, yeah, it seems insane. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Totally mad. <laughs> I, I had no, at the, um, at the time, or my, or my management was just like, you should bring somebody else, you know, and because you had, because Laura was going to the full band. Like, if she was just going solo, I would have gone solo. Because I just did a whole two months of Justin solo, and it was great. Um, but before a band seemed so, she was like, you should bring someone, and nobody, not one person on my list was available. And I just asked somebody, and three people who knew her said, "Oh yeah, she'd be great." And you know, the newest each. You know, I so. think that's like, yeah, if if three people you trust vouch for someone, 
it's, it, it's, you're, you're, you know, you're not like it's, it's not, safe enough. Yeah, you yeah. Know, it might not be the best thing in the world, but it's not gonna. It's like, not like finding someone on Tinder. Oh, you'll do. <laughs> do you play? Do you play? Oh, do you play violin? And are you free for the next month? <laughs> <laughs> that's the other thing. It's a big. I mean, that's a big commitment. To just for her yeah. on, on her side too to yeah. jump in uh, to play a month with somebody that she hasn't on a tour on a sharing a tour bus with yeah, people right. that we yeah. don't know it could have been a disaster could have been such a disaster so they really are they though. yeah I yeah I find the world of touring yeah, you know, the other thing is you can to... always fire people yes <laughs> have, you, have you have you have you ever done that <laughs> no no I never have to. it sounds horrible <laughs> but I mean you get that was that was always, also they can always tell you to fuck off and leave so they can. I think oh, sorry for swearing. No, no, you can, no, you, you can swear. Fuck. That's it. You've done it now. Nice. If 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 you swear, which you have done, um, on the iTunes thing, you get a little explicit. Oh, nice. And it's like, yeah, adults. Nice. It's like parental guidance. Yeah. Shit. When I was a, when I was a kid, anything that had parental guidance on when I was like thirteen was like definitely yeah. um, I want this one. Yeah, it was amazing. So so you're go- you're going on tour and. Um, how long is your how long is your US US tour? It's still coming. I mean, it's so so. It's how's that for an answer? No, indefinite. Uh, is it, it just an indefinite? Well, right now, yeah, and right now it just keeps laying out like a like a path before me of of, of dates and um, and we'll see how we'll see how it goes. I feel I feel great, but I feel really tired. I really would like to go home and sleep for a week. It's but been I it, don't have it. It's been a long it's been a long run, hasn't it? On this tour, it's been but great, but like yeah, we we like because even the home time you when you were home, I was still like on the road. It was oh, yeah, I've been here for like yeah. six after six weeks now, so which is the longest because all well, the longest I've been out. Shit, I don't even know, long time. Maybe, yeah, maybe ever. I find six weeks is I've done a couple of six weeks runs, and I yeah. think that's really the limit of of you, you, you know you do need to sort of decompress and recharge after that. Definitely, I could keep going, but I would I would forget who I am. Right. Yeah, and then it starts to lose my mind a bit. I mean, more than, more than average. <laughs> more than normal. Well, Gil, I think we're going to wrap this up because uh, I've never done a podcast this early. Usually, by the way, usually the podcasts yeah. are people coming to the studio. Yeah. And um, I get them a little bit pissed, just a little bit. Oh, yeah. Have a few drinks. Nice. And you know, it's like in the evening, but it's like. We started this at like half eleven in the morning, yeah. and, and I, I was I've only been up for an hour from the talk. So this is a this is a new. <laughs> nice, yeah, yeah. I think we I think it's I think we've done okay. Okay, um, and I always try and think how, but something I always say about these podcasts as well. It's like it's really hard to start them and to finish. You know what I mean? Starting them is like, you know. But once you've st- once you've started, it's easy. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. yeah. It's conversational. Finishing them's hard. How okay. how are we going to finish this? Um. How are we going to finish this? I, I, I should finish. I should finish actually by, by saying, firstly, uh, everyone needs to check out Gil's new record. Oh, please do, because it's great. And then check it out again because <laughs> you might, might not buy it the first time. Yeah, buy it for your, all your friends yes. and uh, obviously. And when you come to a gig, don't tell me that you have it on Spotify. Yeah, just keep that information to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, Gil Andrews, thank you very much. Thank you, Matt. Yeah.